Hey everybody, welcome to the Marketing Blender Show. I'm Dacia. And I'm Daisy. Now today we are talking about B2B messaging that grabs attention, or otherwise known as how to be freaking interesting instead of wah, 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 with your boring messaging. Now, Daisy, this, obviously, I get really fired up about this because I feel like too many business-to-business companies just go, well, yeah, but it's not interesting. It's manufacturing, or it's a professional service, or it's finance, or it's software. And they just give themselves a pass that they're not interesting at parties. And this ticks me off because they have something worthy. That means it should be inherently interesting. And I honestly feel like they're disrespecting their own offering. It always does fascinate me when people think that their company is boring or their business is boring or they are boring. Because once you get them talking about the thing that they love about what they do, it's never boring because humans are passionate about what they're doing. Yes automatically fascinating. Yes, exactly. And really, that's all we are trying to communicate on this one is tap into that passion and that humanity. But we do have some really specific things that we want to share with you on how to do that in a really practical way. So the first one that we were talking about on the list was, and I'm going to start in a weird place. (laughs) It's actually visual communication, your brand, the eyes like beautiful or appealing things. It is more comfortable from a psychological standpoint and an emotional standpoint to look at pictures that are attractive or clean or professional, to look at pages that are easy to scan and read, and God forbid, to look at graphics that make you smile or make you go, gosh, I kind of like these guys' style, you know? It does. And this is an area where B2B can definitely learn from the business consumer marketing because those people know how to make stuff eye-catching. Now, you do have to make sure that you have consistency within your brand. You can't just say, well, this, you know, Coca-Cola did something here or Apple did something there and like it. So now all of a sudden the look and feel of my brand is completely different or the way that I show photos or images or graphics. You do have to have a style that you follow, but it doesn't have to be a boring one. Absolutely. And it's about communicating personality, right? So elements that make sense for how you offer, how you engage. And if you're culturally and organizationally not funny, you don't have to be funny to be interesting, to grab attention, but you do have to be self-aware. You do have to do some intentional diving around what is triggering people's interest in you. And you need to communicate your personality honestly. And so that brings us to one of the next ones that we were talking about, which is fascination triggers. This is one of our favorite exercises to do with clients when we're helping them understand who their brand is and why people automatically pay attention to certain aspects of it, because those are the things that you want to amplify and start doing on purpose. So uh, Sally Hogshead is the author of the book about fascination triggers. Great book. Definitely take a look at it. When it comes to your business brand, it's not the same as your personal brand. So unless you plan to be a solopreneur forever, it shouldn't be about your personality. It should be about your organization's personality. And there are different types of fascination triggers we all respond to as humans. And some of us are more attracted to some fascination triggers than others. So understanding your buyer personas and what they automatically pay attention to is important. For example, for some buyers, feeling safe 
or knowing that someone is looking out for them is incredibly important. So alert is a fascination trigger for them. For others, it's always about the next big thing. What's new? What can I do that nobody else is doing? And for them, innovation is a significant fascination trigger. And there are many others. What are some of the ones that you notice for some of our clients? This ad is brought to you by The Marketing Blender. As you guys know, I'm a fractional CMO, and actually at The Marketing Blender, there's a whole team of us. For a fraction of the cost of a full-time executive, you can hire a chief marketing officer to write your marketing plan, to clean up your messaging and your positioning, and to drive sustainable results. We oversee multiple partners, we help mentor team members, and most importantly, we build a marketing machine that will drive results for your company for years to come. If you're curious about what this looks like, and some of our engagements go from a couple months to a couple years, check out themarketingblender.com. Passion is a big one. I think it's one that people underestimate that having energy and commitment and, you know, like for instance, I geek out on things that that actually does translate in a really healthy communication way because you're believable. Like if you're that passionate about something, then you're likely going to be passionate on behalf of your customers as well. And that can be really contagious. A thought occurred to me the other day that if you look at the fascination triggers and how they're lined up, you know, from alert at the bottom all the way to innovation at the top, it matches up with Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So understanding what needs you're meeting for your target market, is it safety or is it self-actualization, for example, that's going to help you understand where your fascination triggers fall. So good. Like, okay, I literally just kind of can't wait to hop off and go geek out on that. <laughs> just like match them up. So that might be a whole other podcast. So I love it. But I think that's a perfect segue also into another one that you and I were talking about earlier. And it's really about meeting people where they're at. Now, in a previous uh, podcast, we were talking about messaging choreography. And the very first thing that we advocate that you do is to mirror where people are at meet them with what they're already thinking, whether it's pain points, the emotion behind the purchase, the type of questions that they have when they are facing a decision, you want to mirror them. Now, there's a lot of depth to this because for instance, the brain is basically a big filter. And that's the thing about attention is that the brain is doing one simple thing. It's basically looking around the room going, is that about me? 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 And if the answer is no, you ain't getting in. Your information about your product, service, no matter how much value you believe that you can create for people, if you are not meeting them where they are at with their exact words and understanding empathetically and sympathetically how they view their current situation, they ain't paying attention to you. And again, business to consumer is a great place to look for inspiration. At the same time, you are usually working with a more sophisticated audience in B2B. So the very overt emotional manipulation that you see in business to consumer marketing is not always appropriate. You're expecting to have a long-term relationship <laughs> with these clients and you need to make sure there's not any kind of bait and switch happening. You're not stealing attention that you're not earning. Um, you don't need to be using FOMO all the time. So don't create artificial scarcity when it's not there. It's not going to build trust in the long term. I am so glad you're bringing this up because yes, 
people need to be communicating and and um, connecting on an emotional level, but a real one. There is already a ton of emotion behind business purchases. Is this gonna cost me my job? How disruptive is this gonna be? Is it gonna be more expensive than I thought? What if I make the wrong decision? I don't understand this, but I don't wanna look stupid. There is a ton of emotion when people are trying to create progress through a business purchase. We don't have to manufacture it and we don't have to aggravate it in places where it's already authentic because if you can find the authentic emotion, it is shocking the amount of creative and thoughtful ways that you can support people and create progress for them in their buying decision and you don't have to do any of that clickbaity weirdness. Now, I love a good headline but only if it is authentically progressing people towards their stated goal, not your sales number. For sure. Okay, one final one that I had listed, and I'm kind of cheating because there's a whole bunch listed under this one, but this ad is brought to you by the Marketing Blender Lab. Marketing is hard for everyone, but small businesses are stuck with small budgets, not enough time, and too many options. SEO, social, paid ads, email marketing, live events. How do you choose where to focus? These are the top challenges I hear from entrepreneurs. You keep getting generic marketing advice that doesn't apply to your business. You've watched tutorials and tried a bunch of tactics that didn't work. You still don't have clarity on what you should focus on to get results. You don't have enough time to get marketing done. And maybe you've worked with freelancers or agencies that have let you down. You can get expert advice and start making real progress. The Marketing Blender Lab gives you an affordable way to work with an experienced chief marketing officer and finally get a handle on your marketing. We help you figure out how to reach your target audience and get more customers, what to focus on so you stop wasting time and money, and how to delegate effectively so you don't have to do it all yourself. Join me in the lab and let's figure out how to grow your revenue faster. How to grab people's attention is by creating real value. So I'm going to assume, obviously, we have a super smart audience, so I'm not going to define what real value is, but let's go ahead and kind of jam on a few ways that you can create real value. So one of the ones I have is um, providing aha moments where people go, gosh, why have I not heard that before? Or wow, that's a new way to think about something. And sometimes it's about pulling back the curtain on how things really work in your industry. So being willing to tell people the truth about stuff that your competitors will never tell the truth about. Yes, absolutely. Now, another thing is it's not just about telling people. Sometimes you have to realize that they're trying to learn something during or before their real acknowledged buyer's journey. So giving them usable content. So this is not a download of a white paper necessarily, but something like a template or a checklist or something that helps them untangle the spaghetti of their current problem and show them a new way. It does. And there are so many ways that you can put that in front of people. I find for the type of um, template or checklist or you know, tool that you're talking about, Google Ads is usually a really, really good way to, to get in front of people because they're looking for something important that's useful. And most of your competitors, again, are not going to put in the time and the effort to give that value to that target market, especially if they think it's too early or those people are not in my market yet and I only want sales qualified leads, you can leave them in the dust if you're willing to provide value that early in the sales process. So well said, because I think a lot of people forget 
Yes, as marketers, even we want you to have this quarter results. Yes, we want you to have short term, but not at the sacrifice of growing a stronger and stronger and broader sales pipeline. Like I want to get our clients to the point where they're not just confident one quarter from now, but they're constantly moving quarter to quarter where they're confident that they have a sales pipeline that's literally bleeding into next year, 18 months from now, because they're tilling the soil and they know from the data that they're the ones to beat because people are already following them and learning from them. It does. And when you provide value as defined by the customer, they will always pay attention to it. Yes, exactly. Okay, a couple other things about real value. Tell stories real stories. The brain likes stories, the heart likes stories, and stories are way easier to understand and to create progress for people. And that is, there is value in that. And there's value in people feeling seen, heard, and understood because you're paying attention to other people who are like them and they can start building that sense of tribe connection and meaning. Absolutely. Now this one, um, this is one that you stand on your soapbox with clients all the time and you just advocate for it. I applaud it so much. Show faces, get on video, show the real people in your company. That is interesting. The brain likes faces because it is a person and it has a face. And so it likes to pay attention to other people versus the written word or other ways that we distribute copy because we're too scared to get on camera. Human faces, the fascination with human faces goes all the way back to the first moment you're born. That's what you're fixating on. That's how you're learning who are people are, how facial expressions work, how to interpret your environment. This stuff, it never goes away. You always pay attention to faces. Exactly. And there are even mirror neurons. They're called mirror neurons in the brain, where when we look at other people's faces, we start to empath. We start to take on what they're doing. We will literally even start to squint our eyes. I'm dying laughing thinking about our audience doing this with my face. So scary. But we'll start to literally um, show the emotion that we are seeing on the screen and that is deep connection and that's why it's so important to be authentic with the emotion you don't need to sound like you're selling shamwow you need to sound like you like a real human being exactly and i think that's the perfect summary of this is being human is the most interesting and attention grabbing thing that you can do in b2b so guys would love to hear your comments if you have other ways that have worked off authentically and with heart to get attention, drop a comment, send us some questions, and thanks so much for joining. We'll see you next time. Onward and upward. We hope you learned something today that will help you succeed with your marketing. And if you liked what you heard, definitely give us a thumbs up and a subscribe. Don't forget to check the show notes. We're sharing free tools and resources there. And you guys, we would love to hear your comments. So drop one in or send us an email and maybe we'll use your topic on a future show.